The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the United Kingdom, the United States, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. At, at this point, at this point in the podcast, getting mildly camera shy about doing accents. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, welcome to the International Internet Strangers podcast. Uh, my name is Damon. And I am Zen. <laughs> and I, I did not give you a chance to prepare no! a, a, another. I have uh, to ask, was that, yeah. was that British? Was that Australian? Oh no! No, uh, no. It was it was not Australian. I, I will. Uh, that was not the intention. Um, I think British and Australian accents are so close sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, sometimes I'll, I'll I'll do it. But I I've watched enough. Uh, I, I mean, it's been years, but I've watched enough um, Lord of the Rings special features. <laughs> that I I used to do a, a pretty good. It, it was it was a season of a bunch of Lord of the Rings special features, and then Flight of the Concords hit. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the New Zealand accent pretty ready for a while. Um, Australia, it, it Australia to me seems like a. It's like New Zealand, but wilder. Yeah. It's, yeah. there's, it's just a less constrained uh, New Zealand accent. <laughs> I can't. I can't say I've ever really thought about it before. I, I guess I think of New Zealand as being a little bit more clipped than right, yeah, than Aussie. But and you know, Australia's got all of their crazy slang as well. Um, it's it's like the national sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, uh, one of the Jeopardy uh, Jeopardy clues this week was. Oh, I can't remember the first one. Uh, the first, but ev- everything ends in an O. Ba- basically, the 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 clue was, uh, you know, if you're in your car and it's twenty miles, or I guess it'd be kilometers to the next mm-hmm. servo, you're waiting for uh, for this. And I was like, oh, I, I bet that's a service station. Yeah. Sometimes I can figure out the Australian <laughs> slangs. It's it's kind of a joke, like. Uh, if you're a guy in Australia, your nickname is almost certainly like the first syllable of your name with an O on the end. <laughs> Damo, Robbo, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that, that sounds right on time. <laughs> time. Uh, oh, and the the, the other Jamaican, or uh, not Jamaican, well, Jamaican, yeah, but the other Australian accent thing is how bacon... And beer can, if you if you do beer can Australian, that's also bacon with a, a Caribbean accent. So if you say beer can in an Australian accent, yeah, like beer can, beer can, beer, beer can. I can't even think of it now. <laughs> I think you say yeah, uh, say a beer can. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's depending on on where my Australian accent is. It works. <laughs> Uh, uh, and I, I did, uh, I think it was the last episode we talked about, uh, the, the accent I use reading, uh, for, for the cat and the cat in the hat, reading mm. it to, to my kid. Um, lately it's settled into the cat is, uh, Sean Connery and, uh, and the fish is Michael Caine. Which is to um, say, the the fish is Steve Coogan doing Michael Caine. Yeah, I can I can picture it. I, it's a it's a vivid mental picture you've painted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great because the fish says no a lot. No, mm. no, make that <laughs> cat go away. <laughs> uh, so uh, beautiful babies, wonderful listeners. Um, we are taking okay. So what we had planned at one point to do. Uh, next on on the show was uh, the next mixtape that Zen had made for me. So like alternating, there's first, then mine, then there's then mine. Uh, but 
upon listening to that mix, <laughs> we both decided we don't, we don't have a ton to say uh, about Zen's Dead Hip Hop. Yeah. It, it was essentially, uh, you know, a, a bunch of very early noughties hip hop that was very like, you know, about guns and weed and, and women. Um, yeah. And, you know, what, what can you say about that, really? And there were some, obviously, some gems in there. Yep. Uh, a couple outcast songs, uh, Dead Prez. Um, Missy Elliott shows up twice. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, on, on the whole, it just wasn't quite... We, we, we didn't think it was a full episode, so... Yeah. I'll post the the playlist. Um, it's like, a couple songs were surprisingly hard to find. Uh, there's Pharaoh Monch song from the Training Day soundtrack, mm. and it makes a lot more sense when I found out that it was from the Training Day soundtrack because there's all those lyrics about having a gun, you know, uh, get your hands up against the wall and spread them. Like, mm. okay, he's he's Denzel from from Training Day. Uh, and then the other one that was hard to find, or at least wasn't on Spotify at all, was uh, "Ooh" by De La Soul uh, and and Redman. Yeah, is that the one? Uh, and then the the video is like crazy, like um, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz themed. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, Brick City. yeah, that is a crazy music video. It's it's really fun. So. So if you find the the YouTube link, that's that's my especially for that one. That's my recommendation mm. um, because it's just not it. So I knew De La Soul's first album, Three Feet High and Rising, had some problems with like uncleared samples, and it was kind of hard to find for a while. Mm. But I didn't think that um, I, I don't know what 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 the name of the album that one's from is from, but it's it's a later one. Yeah. I think I can and I can picture it in my head. Also it's got on. like I feel like the front of it looks a bit like a blueprint or something. Um, but it was it was one of those that was in like a bargain bin, and I was like, "Oh, De La So, I know them." Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so what we've uh, decided to do instead, uh, rather than two two of my mixtapes in a row, I, I wanted to take a, a little a little breather. Is we we're gonna do a. a, a I think I wrote it down somewhere as a culture clash episode. Uh, so just some stuff that we each grew up with, and uh, wondering what the equivalent on the on the other side is on the other side of. It's it's I'm, all right. I'm so if, sorry. If you're I not keep... talking. I can <laughs> I can put silence in wherever Kipper is. You know, uh, making just... a little ruckus. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's the best description. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So no, no worries there. We're okay. So yeah, we've got a, a list of things that uh, we kind of want to go over. One. Oh, uh, let's start with some statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got uh, two statistics in four categories. Uh, we've got UK, US, and then England specifically, and then Utah specifically. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first thing is area. Uh, and I've, uh, to be fair, um, I've got it in miles and kilometers. <laughs> right, so, so the United Kingdom of uh, Great Britain and Northern Ireland is uh, ninety three thousand six hundred twenty eight square miles. Uh, the United States is three point seven nine million square miles. That's that's quite a difference, isn't it? Yeah. So that's. Uh, 242,000 uh, square kilometers versus 9.8 million square kilometers. Now, so so the UK at 93, uh, 93,000 square miles, the state of Utah, uh, 85,000 square miles. So roughly the same. Utah's just a, a touch smaller than... Yeah, um, the whole of the British yeah. Isles. Gosh. Well, yeah, and yeah. Okay, so I used to know this, uh, have this one. British Isles, does that include all of Ireland or none of Ireland? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I've been trying to be as specific about it as, as I can, and mostly in an effort to not refer to Scotland as England or Scottish oh, yeah, as yeah, English, yeah. you know. 
Um, but then, I, but then it I think the British Isles probably does include all of Ireland. I'm I'm totally blagging this. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know this. This is uh, an embarrassing moment for me. But there we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, so Utah just a touch smaller than than all of the UK. Um, Two hundred and twenty thousand uh, square kilometers, um, and then England, without Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, they are uh, fifty thousand square miles, one hundred and thirty thousand square kilometers. So, just England is oh, well, almost half, a, l- a little more than half the size of Utah. Wow, and yet we have twenty times the amount of people. Well, that's the next statistic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the the whole of the UK sixty seven million people, the whole of the US three hundred and thirty one million people, but there's room. Uh, the state of Utah three point three million people. So yeah, about twenty times uh, the population of Utah. Um, and then just England, uh, 55 million. Mm. So most, most of the UK population is in England, which yeah. I, I suppose makes sense. Yeah. Well, Scotland and, and Wales, are have, have wilderness. Yeah. I was going to say they have a lot more like countryside and farmland and stuff like that. Yeah. We're kind of more crammed in, but you know, there is, there is also a lot of that in England, I guess. That's, that's really true. I've seen it. I've seen the fields. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of to give a little context for, I mean, what, what I was really thinking of with, with this, the, the size uh, versus Utah specifically was with like the music scene. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. How loyal, you know, Utah is to Imagine Dragons and uh, Neon Trees and the Killers and to a lesser extent the Used. Mm. Um <laughs> They're, they're more Utah, but we're less loyal to them uh, because, you know, that's that's from this small little area. Um, and then when the whole of the nation is basically that same little area. Yeah, of course, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different. Kind of like we were talking about a while ago about like, you know, a Manchester band or something like that. You know, Right, right. You'd be uh, more inclined to. To follow them, I guess, if you're from Manchester. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So statistics out of the way. Oh, let's let's do our, our game. Did you did you get your three? Yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm if I'm doing it right, but I just picked three random people who've been kind of in the news or on my Twitter feed recently. That's exactly what what we wanted to do. So Okay. Um Last game, I think you went first. If we consider five songs a game, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll I'll go. Or we'll, we'll we'll alternate. Uh, basically, the the game I don't and I don't have. Sorry, listeners, I don't have a jingle for this one. Um, but we have uh, three <laughs> three figures in uh, the news or uh, on the Twitter that are fairly local, and. Uh, you know, I just wanted to see if, if I knew the English ones or the British ones and if Zen has heard of uh, some of these. It's a game that's infinitely replayable. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, and what I should have done is look up the pronunciation of this person's name because um, it's it's a little weird. Um, I'm going to spell it in the chat here. Okay. She is Jen. We'll see. Saki. I did at least look up the spelling. I think it's Saki. I think it's kind of the silent P. Okay. Um, I feel like I would have noticed that that's like a an interesting spelling. I feel like that would have stood out to me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a wild guess who Jen Saki could be. Is she a sports person? That is that is a great guess. Uh, she is the White House press secretary, <sighs> which is a position that prior to 2017, I, I couldn't tell you a single one. Mm. But 
the last president went through about eight of them. <laughs> yeah. And so now I, I know who the current one is. And she's kind of doing the same thing. She's real sassy. I don't know if I care for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it's not, I mean, you know, my knowledge of American politics is relatively top line anyway, but sure. I only really know about that role through things like, um, I was going to say House of Cards. What was the other, the, the big one? Uh, West Wing? The West Wing. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, so I, I really think like the only reason she's not more of a like notable figure, why we don't hear about her as much as we heard about, say, uh, Kellyanne Conway or, mm. oh, who is it? Sarah, Sarah, she had the same last name as Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee, mm. Huckabee Sanders, um, is just because the president that she's press secretarying for is not the same type of monster. <laughs> doesn't have exactly the same type of, of hate machine fueling uh, yeah. their popularity. He's not great, but she has basically the same attitude that, that all the other ones had. She's real sarcastic, real kind of dismissive. I, I don't, I don't think she's great. Okay. So fair. All right. Well, there we go. Who, who do you got? Okay. So I have gone for, Rylan Clark. I'm going to type his name out too for you. Okay. Rylan Clark. Um, Rylan. That, see, now the name Rylan, from where I'm sitting looking at that, I'm like, that seems like a five-year-old person. <laughs> yeah. Um, that seems like it, it, it's, it's going to be a very popular name here in Utah over the next few years. Uh, <laughs> I... I mean, just kind of the, the, the easiest guess, I'm going to say that's a member of parliament. But... It is not a member of parliament. Um, so I don't really know much about him, to be honest, other than he's kind of one of those like reality TV people who oh, is okay. subsequently just famous. Um, I think he hosts a radio show. Um, you know, he was like on adverts at Christmas and stuff like that. But he was in the news recently because um, there was a video of him at a party or a club asking someone for drugs. Oh. Um, but, uh, everyone's been really supportive of him because, I don't know, I guess he must be a really nice guy. But Well, yeah. that's, that's an interesting that, – that's a direction I didn't expect that to end with. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. so supportive because he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the 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 story is that he was joking, like he wasn't genuinely. Oh, okay. I I think I don't know. Sure, but yeah. And I, I'll I'll be honest. So here's 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 a fun story of a very naive Damon Junior in high school. Um, so on the on the Air Force base there was uh, I almost said a skating rink. It it wasn't really. It was, uh, at the the gym they would take one of the courts and have a skating rink, I think just on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm. Um, and I was friends with a couple of the people who would DJ those nights, um, it would, which was great because like fourth and fifth graders, you know, 10, 11, 12 year olds would come and request, uh, let's see, Roland by Limp <laughs> Bizkit. Um, what else was big? The, what was the Eminem song? Oh, it's not hit, but forgot about Dre was a big one. Um, and there, there were a couple of songs they end up because they would play a clean version of the song, yeah. but these adolescents would just yell the swears anyway. So there were a couple of songs they ended up having to just like, okay, just don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't, don't play those. Cause the kids will swear along. So one of, one of these days I was out there, I was hanging out at the skate rink and, um, my friend Javon was DJing and I had a little headache and I have known him to have some aspirin or so, <laughs> whoever's in the DJ booth maybe has some aspirin. So thinking I was going to be very funny, I go up and say, Hey, do you have any drugs for my headache? <laughs> uh, he had like a supervisor there talking to him and that was not the nicest uh, way I could have done that. He was, he was fine. Just 
did not appreciate <laughs> that, especially at that moment. Yeah. Oh dear. Did he get in trouble? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think he did. Because I, I, I clarified immediately what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw his eyes go pretty wide. I was like, no, like, I have a headache. Do you have aspirin? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had no no idea that, that this could be... I, I was going to say misconstrued, but it's literally just construed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess, yeah, as a DJ, that's kind of an occupational hazard. People are probably going to think that you're into that kind of stuff. Like, Yeah, e- even at the, the skating rink at the airbase, whoever's going to have them, they're probably going to be DJing. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next one. I Okay, I'll, I'll give you the name. And then I'll excuse myself for for why I picked them. Uh, Ted Cruz. Oh yeah, Ted Cruz is a horrible Republican person. <laughs> I, I'll I'll take it. That's a point. Yeah. We're not keeping score, but that's a point. I have heard uh, of Ted Cruz. Mostly things like, didn't he go on holiday at the height of the pandemic? Not just the pandemic, but uh, so he's he's a senator from Texas. Yeah, and. During a ice storm in which the, the Texas was not prepared for, basically the whole oh, state yeah. lost power. Mm. Um, that's when he took a, a, a family trip to Cancun. Ugh, what? A, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Little way to go and show support for your uh, constituency there, Ted. Yeah. Tone deaf at best. Mm. Is that one. <laughs> All right. What's what's your uh, who's your second one? Okay, who have I got? Number two, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence. Larry Cheney. Um, yeah, that's not clicking. Have not uh, not heard that one. Standard guess, I guess, member of parliament, if they're newsworthy. It's, it's a very, it does sound uh, very House of Lords to me. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, Lawrence Cheney is not a member of the House of Lords. Oh, okay. uh, they are a non-binary drag queen who won season two of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So it's season three at the moment, I think. I've not actually watched. Oh, no, is it even season three? It's something else. <laughs> something is happening and I've not seen it. Um, but yeah, Lawrence Cheney has been popping up all over the Twitter timeline, presumably as the reigning champion okay and scottish from the yes the, the way you're okay <laughs> yeah so it was it was like a um a kind of running joke on their series that rupaul would say lawrence Cheney in a scottish accent <laughs> but there was another scottish contestant and rupaul never said their name in a scottish accent <laughs> so point of contention you know <laughs> Yeah, but well, here's the question: Was the other contestant's name as fun to do? Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. Hmm. It's it's a little more nuanced. Yeah. You don't have the the R to roll. It's there. true. It's all about rolling that R. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, and then uh, last one I've got uh, Tom Brady. Oh. Um, American football player and uh, is it quarterback? Quarterback, yep. Um, why has Tom Brady been in the news? Is he an anti-vaxxer? No, uh, not not uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the quarterback for the the Green Bay Packers, um, had had some controversy in that field. Tom Brady, for all his weird. Uh, like health regimen and very specific quirks to him mm. has not been a, a, a vaccine problem. At least not that I remember, not in a, a major way like Aaron Rodgers had. Been. Yeah. yeah. Was it, was it some sort of like, has he been inducted into some sort of hall of fame recently? Very close. He, after 22 years of professional football has uh, retired. Ah. And so won like seven Super Bowls. Uh, I spent most wow twenty two years I don't thirty seven yeah most of my adult life uh, hating him in that <laughs> sports way that you hate people like I have no yeah. ill will towards him but uh, because he was the quarterback for the New England Patriots who I had already 
uh, taken a dislike to for beating Green Bay back when I was a Green Bay fan in like 97 <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Um, and so then he was like this new hotness. My favorite Super Bowl thing for a long time was to watch Tom Brady lose a Super Bowl. Oh, poor Tom Brady. Um, <clears throat> and it, it happened less often than he won, I think. But there were a couple great losses to the to the Giants, I remember. Um, and then last season, he moved to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. And won what I felt, I only watched the first half, but what I felt was a very boring Super Bowl. Um, getting a lot of pass interference calls that were pretty questionable, but in his favor. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this, is this what it was like to be a, a, a Patriots fan for the last 20 years? <laughs> you just sit back and let the, the referees favor you. I mean, man, look, you know, when, when the ref is in your favor, you take it. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just seems a lot less fun. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's the, the deep seated Utah jazz fan in me. It's always assuming that the, the officials are favoring a team from a, a, a better market and they're all better <laughs> markets than Utah. So yeah, no, there's, there's something a lot more fun and satisfying about supporting the underdog than yeah. supporting the team. That's like, you know, just inevitably going to win. There's yeah, no which, fun in that. Which is why that that's how I, I do all international sports. That's why I, except for women's soccer, I, I never cheer for the U S in anything. Hmm. Um, Good, they're good enough at enough things. I don't need them to win other things. Uh, watch, did, did you watch uh, any of the Olympic opening ceremonies? Um, unintentionally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in a pub at the time and they had massive screens everywhere. And me and my friends were like, what's going on? What is this? It's the Olympics. What? Are the Olympics happening? But yeah, yeah. we did watch it. <laughs> As well as we just had an Olympics, we're doing yeah. it again already. Two Olympics in a row. I mean, uh, two I, years in a row. I'm yeah. not great at following the news at the best of times, but I really, I don't feel like I've heard anything about there being a Winter Olympics. Yeah, until if, I saw it on TV. If my cousin hadn't thrown an event for it, I mm. may have just kind of let it slide by. Um, but but watching, you know, the the parade of nations. Um. I love to pick out the the countries that have you know a handful of of participants there. Like yeah. uh, Puerto Rico has two athletes there. Uh, Ghana has one. Amazing. Um, there's a Haitian uh, out there. Uh, he's a skier. And then, but then you get like kind of the stories. Like how how do you become mm. a, an alpine skier from Haiti? Well, he was adopted by a French family. Yeah. Picked up skiing in France, but chose to represent Haiti, which I, I appreciate that you can do in the Olympics. Mm. Um, the, I think the, at least one of the two Puerto Ricans grew up in Texas and chose to represent Puerto Rico. But then what I, it, what even I realized, Texas kind of surprises me for winter sports. Yeah. Well, they do have a, I, I can't remember what, what sport, um, what they're participating in, but they do have at least like, uh, they, they definitely don't have skiing. They don't have any outdoor snow. But they do have. There's a hockey team in Dallas sure, and sure, minor sure, league. Sure, sure. You know, all this, all the skating stuff you can you can kind of do. But I, I realized watching. Uh, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, watching the the delegations from like Saudi Arabia and I think Lebanon mm. uh, come in and uh, seeing that their event is alpine skiing, realizing oh 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 oh. They're rich. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's how those people got in. Yeah, if, if you're from a desert country and you're in there for skiing, you are a very wealthy person, or at least from a very wealthy family. So Absolutely. I don't have to cheer for the the Saudis in this one. Well, yes, I, I can let that that support go. So I'm I'm uh, the one athlete from Ghana, and I should learn names and competitions, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, it only started a and, couple of days ago. There's time. There's time. Yeah. Um, all right, so who's who's your uh, your third figure? Okay, so my third one. This is another one that I should know how to pronounce, but <laughs> I don't because I get most of my news from Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. So 
Nadine Dorries or Nadine Dorries Doris. I'm going to type it out for you. Okay. Um, okay. So that's that's my mum's name, and she's Nadine. But I know oh, yeah. some some people are Nadine. Oh, I I I would uh I didn't know that I would have just always gone Nadine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris. Doris. Nope, that one that one escapes me. Give it a guess. Wild punt. Uh, Oh, I mean, I'm zero for two so far, but I'll I'll guess that's a member of parliament. Ding ding ding! One hey. of them had to be. One of them had to be. All right. Uh, so she is the secretary for the uh, sec- uh, secretary of state for digital culture, media, and sport, which is okay. a bit of a mouthful. Um, but she's been kind of in the news lately. Um, because she's basically one of Boris Johnson's lackeys and just ah, sticks up for him regardless of what outrageous lies he tells. Um, and she gives really weird interviews. Like, <laughs> it's like she's drunk or she doesn't quite realise it's a TV interview or something, but just super weird. Like, the body language is strange. Like, she was on um, Breakfast TV the other day being interviewed uh-huh. and the the presenter said to her, uh, where has Boris Johnson been these past 24 hours? And she was like, why? Why are you asking me that? Why? Like, this is a live interview. That's yeah, not how so you answer those questions. When, when you answer that way, we know it's not great. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, the presenter was like, okay, so have you spoken to him? And yeah, she just, yeah, sly smirk, like we've communicated. I don't know. This is not how politics should be. But um. That, that's that's wild. Mm. Um. So, I, okay. So I do have a, a couple. If if the listener will pardon us for getting political, I do have a, a couple. Just kind of very basic questions. Mm-hmm. Um. How how often is uh the the prime minister elected? Like how often does that come up? Is it a set time or is it? Uh no, I don't think so. I don't really know, to be honest. Oh, that I, is I, honestly a huge relief. Yeah. I, I feel like elections have been called, like, out of um, out of order, I guess, when stuff yeah. happens. So there was talk of, like, they call it a snap election when it's not kind of scheduled. Oh, okay. There, there, there was talk of a snap election being um, held, whatever you call it because of all the ridiculousness with Johnson. But, um, yeah, it, it, it obviously it, it wouldn't be um, beneficial to the Conservative Party to actually do that. So right. they're, yeah. they're not supportive of that at the moment. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and then, so, so because <clears throat> this, this is one of those things where, I feel like the system, uh, just just from my time living in England, I learned like a system in America that is like maybe rigid or like 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 presidential election is every summer Olympics year, mm-hmm. every every four years presidential election. Um, the divisions. Um, geographically, you got the the nation. Each na- uh, it's full of states. Each state is state is full of counties, except Louisiana, where they're parishes. But it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then cities, it goes bap, 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 like those units. But like the the UK is four countries, and then mm-hmm. from there, I'm assuming Northern Ireland follows the Irish counties uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. And there's regions. I know England's got regions, but are they politically any sort of unit? Like, is East Anglia represented by certain elected officials, or or how Not, how does that break down? Mm, yeah, it's a good question. So I I think it's basically like so you've got the UK, you've got you know the um, the government, uh, yeah. but you've also got um, governments in each country. So there's a Scottish parliament and a Welsh parliament. 
members of those parliaments are part of the UK parliament as well. Okay. So uh, they have they have like certain freedoms, but they couldn't just go completely wild and do their own thing because they have to. Uh, what's the word? Kind of. They basically. Yeah, they basically kind of report into the UK Parliament. So, like, Scotland was trying to devolve from us Yeah, <laughs> uh, a while ago. It didn't happen. I think they probably should have done it. But um, Yeah, I, that's w- from, you know, what I had understand. I was kind of pulling for Scotland to... Yeah, get out of the mess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you've got the UK, then you've got countries, and then... It's a bit messy. The regions aren't really political. They're just like geographical areas. Okay. Um, so, you know, you've got like the Northeast, the Southeast, Yorkshire and the Humber, whatever. Um, but you do have like city councils. Councils, councils yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, and depending on the city, some cities have mayors. Um, so like London has a mayor. Um, so now in, uh, in parliament, right. Mm. Two houses, Lords Mm -hmm. and commons. Does, Mm. does everybody have a representative in each house? Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. I, I, I'm not quite sure how it all works to be honest. I'm exposing myself as being terribly ignorant, but it's one of those things you learn at school and like, I don't know. It's just fallen out of my brain. Okay. I, I, I know there's weird things. It's kind of like in America, I guess, like the way that the the votes are weighted depends on how many members each party has physically present in the House of Commons or your equivalent, okay. um, which can... Like with Obama, so like he was kind of a bit scuppered because there were so many Republicans that could vote down Right, the things that he put through. I'm not expressing myself very well. <laughs> no, I, no, that's that's so. Yeah, the the um, the Congress had a Republican majority, so yeah. any proposals or any any bills put forward by the Democrats would have a much harder time getting passed. So even though the Democrats had the oh, I mean, remember my schoolhouse rock uh, executive. <laughs> Yes. executive branch the legislative uh branch was controlled by the opposing party so it was and a a, a a version of the opposing party that really dug their heels in against the guy it's not traditionally that much resistance to someone mm. but and uh, I, I guess the other thing to bear in mind about british politics is that it's not a two-party system although it basically is yeah um so you know you've got the conservatives and, and labor who are basically the, the the main parties but then you've also got like the liberal democrats um the green party um you know there's like a scottish party there's a welsh party um and then some really niche tiny ones um but that has meant that in the past there have been like coalition governments where so like gosh almost 10 years ago now the conservative government didn't get the majority that they needed. So they formed a coalition government with the liberal Democrats, which in theory sounds quite good. Cause it's like, okay, you know, that, temp- that sounds <laughs> balanced, right? Yes. Yeah, it sounds balanced, but yeah, in, in reality, it was just Tory party by any other name. Ah, yeah. So, um, do you know where the name Tory comes from? No. Okay. I'm terrible. Uh, I'm really terrible. You should have teed me up. I would have done some research. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, I mean, it, it, it took a long time. It wasn't until, you know, like college, late high school or college that I figured out which kind of what, which side was the Democrats and which was the Republicans, kind of what those meant. Mm. So, and the names give no clue. And no. especially since they kind of switched stances in the 60s. Mm. So like through 
uh, well, I mean, and those weren't even the, the, the parties that the country started with. Uh, they didn't really fall into place until like the mid 19th century. So Lincoln was a Republican and there's a lot of Republicans who will love to remind you of that, but also right. have the, a the Republican party would have been a completely different kettle of fish back then. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I think it was around the sixties, fifties or sixties that they, there was kind of a swap in um, what those parties meant. Mm. Um, and it kind of, solidified around the civil rights movement where the the democrats became kind of the civil rights party and yeah so so it, it took me a while to, to get the difference there i if it weren't for following you on twitter i would still have a little harder time with the uh, tories and labor mm. but there's I, I a, a the particular hashtag that you use quite frequently that reminds <laughs> yeah. me which one the tories are so, Which one would that be? <laughs> uh, follow at Zen on Twitter, uh, <laughs> listeners, to find out. Yeah. So. See, th this is the thing. It's this is exposing me as like you know, I'm I'm passionate about things that I I know are wrong, but I clearly don't have uh, <laughs> all the facts. So. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it really just I feel better about not understanding it because. Like it, the, it, again, like the U.S., it seems like a very straightforward system, and I think a lot of this comes from it being a younger country mm. and having less ingrained stuff to work around when you're setting oh, it yeah. up. So like it if, was. If you watch any of the like Prime Minister's Question Times or anything, like the debates in the House of Commons, they're just so antiquated. Yeah, like you know, you've got these. The, the language that they use and and even the room that they're in it just it feels like something oh, from about 200 years ago yeah um, like it, it is hard to imagine that room being modern yeah you know there, there was a time when it was just built and everyone was like wow look at all this top-notch state-of-the-art <laughs> yeah. design and this this looks now yeah it's i i don't understand it though like the rules so you know that, you know, there's no like live fact checking or anything. But right. for example, you know, Boris Johnson said something the other day about Keir Starmer, who's the leader of the Labour Party, who used to be um, a lawyer, about him basically being involved with Jimmy Savile, who was, was... A, t a TV presenter who was basically a paedophile. Right. Um, and, and it was just slander. It was just not true at all. Uh, but he was yeah. allowed to say that in this hugely public forum and not get called out on it. Whereas other people were saying things along the lines of, you know, Boris Johnson is a liar or he has misled the House. And they literally get physically chucked out of the House of Commons for saying that. Be because I it's about... I don't know. I think because it's yeah. directly targeting the Prime Minister. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. How does that work? Messed up. Yeah, but the yeah the the U.S. representation it it feels very straightforward. Like there's there's weird little details with everything, I guess, when you get down to the gritty. But every state's got two senators. Okay. So hundred senators, nice nice even number, um, and then representatives in the the in the House uh, based on population. So. Like Wyoming has one, uh, mm. California's got like sixty-three. I feel there's like that's, that's probably fairer. Total. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there's two levels of of fairness. There's Senate, the the higher house where everybody's got two, everybody's got the same number of representatives and uh, basically an equal voice. And then in the uh, the house, it's uh, kind of population more population based. So mm. it's yeah, but it's something I can remember. Yeah, yeah. So, Gosh. Um, let's talk about something fun before we end the the episode. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What do you What do you have on your uh, uh, chart? Because I, I feel like I'd driven this with like a boring civics lesson. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I made a, a chart with just some random things that popped to my head when I was thinking about the differences between America and the UK. One of the things that really stood out to me when I have visited America, so I've only been a few times, um, is the whole thing about like 
you have different taxes depending on what state you're in and mm-hmm. you know you, you it's not like on the bill or, or on the price on the shelf you have to right. know in your head like oh that's an extra i don't know 20 percent or whatever um I, yeah that blew my mind because maths is not my my friend <laughs> well it it did the same to me i actually have a, a story about that because um in high school um and I, I was in high school or I was in England for half of my sophomore year and then junior and senior, which is the time where for, for me, at least I was spending my own money on things. Mm. Um, before that all the time in the U S it, it was money that I came across, but it wasn't like my money and I wasn't going to, I wasn't buying my own fast food and, and stuff like that. So I, I didn't really have a, a full grasp on it. Mm. Uh, but on the airbase, there's no tax on, on, there's no sales tax on anything and there are no pennies Oh, okay. except for at the post office where it's a very specific payment for, for the stamp mm-hmm. everywhere else. It just rounds up to the next nickel, hmm. um, which is, and I, let's, let's be clear about American coinage. These are just words. Yeah. Uh, a nickel is five cents. So yeah. it just rounds up to the next five. So even down. if it was like, I don't know, 501, you'd pay 505 for it. If it was 501, you'd round down. It'd be five okay. even. Um, yeah. Oh, one and oh two. And then if at three and above, you'd round up to five, three and four. And so that's, that's what I had become used to. And mm. so when I moved in with my grandparents for the summer before college, um, I didn't really have a lot of spending money, uh, but I did, I was, I was, I had nothing to do. So I was walking around, uh, walking around town and I was like, oh, I'll stop in at the Burger King, do the same thing I used to do on the base, which is pay $1 for an item from the dollar menu. I get me. Yeah. some fried mozzarella sticks. So I, I go in and I say, I would like the four piece mozzarella sticks and I hand them my $1 and they say, cool, that's a dollar seven. Not just, not just more, but also pennies are involved now. So <laughs> I, I, I had change and I, I guys, listeners, I got my cheese sticks. That's I think I did thing. at least, but mm. yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it can be confusing and I, what I do, I just round up to the next dollar. Mm-hmm. Like I never think too specifically about the uh, the exact change because what, whatever the tax is, unless I'm like doing groceries or something and I'm not adding, I'm not responsible enough to be adding up the, the prices I go with, with that. Or I kind of am, but very loosely. It, mm-hmm. It's kept a very loose um, addition of, of prices. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think Nevada doesn't have a sales tax because they have gambling. Mm. Uh, Delaware, I don't think has an income tax, which doesn't affect your day-to-day shopping, but yeah, it, it, it is, it is definitely a weird one that, uh, mm. and I, I guess just like an extension of that is like different laws in different States. Yeah. Feels weird to me, but then like we were saying at the beginning, the size of America compared to the UK. Right. It kind of makes sense that they you know states are kind of like countries yeah i mean especially when when comparing to to europe mm. um oh that's something i didn't i didn't get was a uh, europe square mileage mm. or the area of the the whole continent but but yeah like you know the the difference in norwegian and swedish laws it's yeah. kind of what that is and so but what, what you end up with a lot of times is because California is so heavily populated mm. and also produces so much of the produce for the country mm-hmm. and a, a lot of other things, it that even though there are things that are California state laws, we do end up with a lot of that in the rest of the country. Like uh, okay. so, some manufacturing things. Uh, you'll, you'll find a tag, uh, sometimes saying that this product was, uh, manufactured using materials known to the state of California to cause cancer. 
Whoa. And, but it's, you know, it's a tag that just goes on there. I think for California, I don't think they need to notify Indiana that California found, but there's just enough people in California that you'd put the tag on everything. Mm. So, that, and it's on a, a lot of things. California finds cancer in a lot of things. So is it, is it them being overly cautious or is it the rest of us being horribly undercautious? Um, being outside California, I do tend to view it as them being a little overly cautious. Because mm. um, I'd, I'd actually never seen that before until maybe last Christmas, the Christmas before. My sister, or was it me? I can't even remember. One of us bought my mum some gardening gloves, some like leather, you know, yeah. gardening gloves. And I think they must have come from China. I hadn't realized. And they had a massive tag on the inside saying, the dye used in these gloves is known to cause cancer. It's like, well, I don't want them then. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I had never seen that before and found it terrifying. And, and you know, I've, I've heard people say that uh, basically – because if you're testing on rats, eventually all rats will develop a tumor. So it's hard to uh, really say it's hazardous to humans necessarily, but it did mm. cause cancer in, in animal tests. Mm. Yeah, Just to that's say a, the, that's... the future is murky overall. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, it, that's one of the one of the things where I kind of remind myself that yeah, we are currently not done with science and development and everything. Mm. Just because we're we know more than we did in the fifties, but in the fifties they thought they were done. You know that was modern. That's what it was. So yeah, I mean yeah, as as a big fan of sci-fi, I'm confident that we will never be done. <laughs> yeah, the what what's I think it's an Einstein quote: "The bigger the." island of knowledge the larger the coastline of curiosity or the unknown or something to yeah, that effect yeah. well, i like that yeah that's that's one i've always that that's that's actually a helpful quote that i got from a poster <laughs> it happens um oh so I've, I've i've got one i don't, I don't think i put it on the um uh, the the spreadsheet but uh did in England did you go through a Australia phase in the eighties like America did? America mm. got real into Australia as like a quirky cultural thing for a while. Crocodile Dundee, Yahoo Serious, Men yeah. at Work. I mean, we had those things, but I think because they were big in America. Okay. Yeah. You know? I don't think we necessarily had them. It's kind of hard to say because my nan's sister moved to Australia. So there was always kind of talk about Australia in the background of my life when I was a little kid. So yeah. it's hard to differentiate. Uh, well, and I guess no, that's... I, I don't recall there being like a, a kind of public zeitgeist of Australia but, fanaticism. Yeah, <laughs> but you would have always had Australia. America would have been able to ignore Australia for, you know, the hundred years leading up to men at work. Right. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah. I mean, I guess um, Britain has a bit of a dark history with Australia shipping off all our convicts, you know? Yeah. The dark history with a, with a, with a lot of countries that are associated yeah, with. This is true. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the details of the infographic I saw, but it was like how many, countries celebrate an independence day and what percentage of those are celebrating independence from great britain <laughs> yeah it's so true i at, saw at a really point, great uh go on. oh it's largely either great britain or spain yeah yeah i saw i saw a really great um meme earlier that was uh the british museum are doing nfts of some description oh, yeah. did you see that one i think so yeah yeah and someone commented uh, awkward. I don't think you should be talking about ownership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I saw the the same thread you did. Um, someone in the comments, uh, and I'm sure this joke's been around forever. But why are the uh, Great Pyramids still in uh, in Cairo? Is they're too big to ship to the British Museum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it does it does feel like momentum is building like there's no reason there is no reason for us to be holding on to things that belong to other countries at this point you know at this point yeah we've got yeah we've got the technology to to replicate things and have cool videos and 3d things and whatever we really yeah. don't need to be hanging on to all this stolen shit basically and, and traveling exhibits you can you can take these things on tour and then bring them bring them back to the middle east yeah. Let let yeah. North Africa have some of North Africa's history. Mm. Um, I thought I had another thing on that, <laughs> but yeah. I did, just just on the note of of NFTs, I I saw another thing that um, WWF have done some sort of NFT collaboration sure. to promote you know wildlife and sustainability. And oh yes. It's like, Sorry, the 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 real one, not the wrestling one. Okay. Yes. Sorry. 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 Isn't that WWE now? Anyway. Be- because of the WWF. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, the the World Wildlife Federation. Um, I, th- I think it's a foundation, but oh. that, that's that's where it's all become jumbled. What? What? It's one thing that that I do find fascinating is they have been WWE now longer than they were WWF. Yeah, because yeah. they were formed as the WWWF, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and then, like in the early '80s, they dropped the first W. Mm-hmm. So it was only like 25 years that they were WWF, and they've been WWE for longer. Anyway, so <laughs> wildlife NFTs. Yeah, no, it just it just felt horribly ironic because one of the few things I do know about NFTs is that they're terrible for the environment. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who signed off on that one? Yeah, just somebody was like, "Oh, this is a new thing. We should get it." It's like like somebody who saw it and just thought it was like, "Oh, we should." You know, it took us a while to get on Twitter. Now's yeah. our chance to to be right on top of things. Yeah, we miss TikTok. Let's do whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I do love the one of the big trends right now on TikTok is uh, involves a, a Ting Ting song that's old enough that I know it. Yeah, I've seen that again. I spend way too much time on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, if you're currently working on your that's not my name video, just stop. Yeah, just stop. fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I, I, I think, no, I definitely know. I looked for the um, Leonardo DiCaprio drinking beer and pointing at the screen reaction. He's yeah. like, I, I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. Gosh. All the other music on TikTok is in my mind made for tiktok and doesn't exist anywhere else yeah um i guess they get paid i don't know that's that's the way uh let's see so australia what what yeah what do you have what what do you have next here um let's see i'm trying not to do ones that we've already talked about but okay so this was actually one that you put down but that surprised me but does it surprise me about um, history class that oh, essentially yeah. starts at like the 18th century or so. Yeah. Um, U.S. history class, or I, I'm, it's not specifically U.S. history until high school or middle school mm-hmm. generally, but uh, yeah, we, I know in elementary and middle school, we talk about, I learned about the Bering Land Bridge, you know, migration to North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's you know we do explorers for a while because they're if you ignore the the dark side of it that's a fun list of factoids basically vasco da gama and what have you is it i mean presumably it's it's all quite america centric so do, do you not do you not do any like kind of ancient like ancient egypt ancient rome anything like that uh not not really um I know, like there, there's in in my high school at least they offered a European history class. Um, mm. I think it was a, an advanced placement class. Oh, but, right. you know that means it's more effort, and that was not what I was doing. No, at no. The time. Um, yeah, but then basically it starts. Yeah, we go from the explorers, uh, you know, the age of exploration and everything to, uh, you know, the slave trade basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jamestown and Roanoke and Plymouth. Um, so pilgrims coming over and then they, like, there's a little discussion of Spanish, 
mm-hmm. uh, colonization. But then it's ma- both basically, you know, um, the colonies, the the thirteen English colonies, and then so t- t- the Civil about, War, like... and then World War Two, and that's kind of how it. I'm just thinking about geographically who your neighbors are. Do do you learn about like Mexico and and their history at all? Uh, We learn about Mexico in as much as their borders used to go further up, uh, Mm -hmm. further north. So Texas used to be Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've got historical maps in the textbooks um, and that's about it. What's, what's interesting is, I always remember in those textbooks, you you know, say it's like 1820 mm. and you got the middle of the, the country you've got, I think they would have called it Indian territory. And then you've got Mexico comes all the way up, you know, to California. Yeah. Um, and then Washington and Oregon spend so much, like so many of those maps as disputed territory between like Russia, Canada, and I think England. Oh wow! And we never say a word about it. It's just yeah, an interesting striped territory. Didn't the U.S. buy Alaska from Russia? Yeah, I think from Russia. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was a quiz question at some point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the name of the person who did it. It was Seward, uh, who I think was Lincoln's Secretary of State. But I remember that because it was called Seward's Folly. Uh, like, what'd you buy that big frozen chunk <laughs> yeah. for? But it's um, so pretty. And then a, a big chunk of the middle of the country we bought from France because um, they had had a lot of the, the you know Louisiana purchase. So it's what's now Louisiana, but then all the way up through Missouri and and that. I think all the way over to Idaho because Lewis and Clark were sent out to explore the Louisiana purchase, and Idaho's big on Lewis and Clark having come through there. So. Cool. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think, like, in the in the grand scheme of things, America is quite a young country. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that you would focus on that that bit of history so much. Yeah. And in schools. One one of the nice things about doing that is we do get to touch on a lot more because there's less time to cover. So we we mentioned mm-hmm. the War of 1812, and we touch on the Spanish American War uh generally but um yeah usually that you were skipping big chunks so we can get to world war ii basically yeah yeah yeah, and i uh yeah we got to do civil you got to hit civil war revolution civil war and world war ii uh my junior year though mr lavelli uh made it a point to skip stuff so we could get to vietnam which i really appreciated uh because it's that felt uh, especially 20 years ago felt very contemporary and very worth Mm. Um, cause you know, that's where the, the real edgy movies mm. were. The world war yeah, two movies I mean, tended to be very straightforward. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, like 20 years ago, like presumably people your age would have relatives who may even have fought in Vietnam. Like, yeah, I suppose now people would be getting a bit older, but. Now, yeah. like, yeah, Desert Storm folks now. It's kind mm. of the same same time window. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, oh. ours is kind of like, I remember we did a lot of, like, ancient history stuff when I was very little. So in primary school, it you know, it's, it wasn't very in-depth, but it was kind of fun. Right. Like, we got to build, I got to build, like, a a Greek ancient greek temple or something to to oh a, cool so we'd you know we'd learn about like the 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 gods and mythology and stuff like that and then it would be tied in with history and yeah we did a bit of egypt and rome um and then yeah sort of like medieval britain you do like basically you go you go through all the kings and queens um yeah see and that's that's daunting like even if even if you don't start till you know ten sixty six, that's yeah. That's I mean, a you know, thousand you, years. You know, <laughs> you've got like your key points that they would focus on. So, like you say, like Battle of Hastings, um, like Magna Henry Carta. the Eighth, yeah, yeah, Magna Carta, the 
Doomsday Book and all that kind of stuff. Um, spent a lot of time on like Henry VIII and the the Tudors and then the Elizabethans and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, big focus on World War Two. We did a bit about the slave trade, but I think as an adult looking back, there wasn't nearly enough focus on Britain's involvement in that. Right. I, I think in in our US history classes, we uh, would touch on how early England stopped. Like like it was, I don't know, seven in, in the 1700s, mm. I, if I remember right. But I did just look at the time. Uh, mm. And I do have to uh, have to get to work. So, Ooh. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no worries. Oh, did you have a, a sign off? I keep I keep hogging the sign off spot. You had mentioned uh, like uh, be- yeah, beef and dairy uh, network. Let, let's go with beef and dairy network, uh, okay. which is very simply beef out.